the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me. Appreciate it on the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. I love it when you guys uh, join us and have questions and comments. It's always fun to have a bit of a conversation, even throughout the week. Uh, and sometimes you guys do that, and I appreciate it when you give us a call at 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. It's always a good experience to hear from you. You know, sometimes I'll share some of the comments. Uh, some of them uh, are from um, amazing, very insightful people, and some are from folks that are struggling like you and I that are just trying to figure out the answers to life. And then others are not always nice, are they? Isn't that interesting? Well, we want to get into some things that are going to probably upset some of you more than uh, I, I think maybe more than the coronavirus. And here's why. If you think California pensions, if you are a city, county, state employee in the state of California and you are expecting a pension or you're currently receiving a pension, I think you need to know there may be some changes coming down the road. Here's what I mean by that. Public employers have approved benefits that are just too generous. And during a recession or a depression or what's called a market correction or whatever you want to say, basically when you lose money, there is no more money. And the only way to fix this mess is to undo it, go backwards. Now you're going to say, but that's not fair. That's not right. That's not what I signed on for. Unions and retirees want time for pension talks to to be able to continue, but it's not going to happen. There just isn't money, guys. I I mean, I I love everybody. I want you to have money. Uh, You know, I want... The funds have lost money during these market recessions. I don't know where you're going to make that up. Are you going to tax the same people that lost jobs? Right? Uh, Unions and retirees think that it's just more time. Let all of these pension benefits that the governor, uh, Governor Brown, signed, let them, give them time to take an impact, to take effect. Okay, then what you're doing is you're going off the assumption that the California pension system and the corrections and the things that they were doing back then when they put it all together was accurate, was predicted to be and do what it does. Now, I don't believe that. I believe there have been problems where all of us have turned around and said, where's all the money gone with the state budget? Where's all the money gone with the folks that are in these amazing pension plans that just never seem to go away. So I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying people don't work hard for their money. I'm not saying teachers and nurses and county uh, sheriffs and, and firemen and police officers 
I'm not saying they don't work hard for their money. Of course they do. At least most of them do. And if not, they should be fired just as fast as if they worked for a private company. Doesn't always happen. You know that. You heard me say you have to punch your boss in front of three witnesses just to get uh, possibly fired from some of these city, county, state jobs. So what happens? I think you're going to get stuck, guys. If you are receiving a pension or expecting to receive a pension, things are going to change. But here's the other side of it. You're going to say, well, ha, that's not me. I don't really care. Oh, unless you're a taxpayer in California, unless you own real estate in California. Because even though you're somebody who's never going to benefit from the pensions, right? You had a private pension. You were a small business owner, self-employed. You have to pay for the extremely rich pensions and the benefits for those that are working and retired. And so they will take from your money to give to them. Now, I, I need to make it this blunt with full disclosure, right? I was a Los Angeles police officer. I retired. I, I think there just isn't going to be enough money. Guys, there just isn't. It isn't a game. One plus one is two. Why are we supposed to get the money from? So the longer we wait to correct this issue, and this is just one, the bloated budgets, the bloated salaries to the current workers and the administrative staff of this governor, how he keeps expanding the state government, it's ridiculous. How many people stand around to do one job? Right? Look, it's easy when you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're always going to have Paul's support. When I take from her to give to you, you're going to say, I think that's a good idea. She won't think it's a good idea, but, but you will. So we have to consider this as let's step back and think the big picture, right? Because if you're going to stay here or if you're going to move, you will be impacted by the amount of dollars that are taxed in order to pay for this. After years of denial, California uh, cities are finally waking up to their pension nightmare. This is interesting. This is a Sacramento Bee reporting, and it's pretty simple. The new crisis that people call new, we've been predicting for a long time, in order to keep up with the ballooning pension payments, cities will soon have to raise taxes or cut services or most likely they have to do both. Sounding the alarm is a group called the League of California Cities. And they've reported this month, this is, uh, let's give it the date, this is February 2018. All right? Now you need to know this because I need to tell you what's happened since February 2018. Because this was the bad news when the market was doing pretty well. In extreme cases, the pension burden could lead to more bankruptcy filings like Stockton's and San Bernardino's, Mammoth Lakes, Rhode Island, Detroit, right? Whether they're bankrupt or kind of quasi-bankrupt, bankrupt, uh, Orange County. These are city, county states where the contracts changed. So you might say, oh, I have a contract. Well, they say, sorry, we're out of business. Whatever normal term they say, <laughs> you know, we're restructuring and... Your contract is now up for negotiations. In Sacramento, for example, the City Hall is negotiating now, this was back in 2018, with the Firefighters Union on a new contract. They're telling people, you want the firefighters to, to survive, and it's for the children, and it's for old people, and it's for, 
for uh, doctors now, doctors, essential workers. You're going to see in California ads this politic, uh, this political season. Watch it. <clears throat> essential worker, right? We always say it's for the children. It's for the children. Give us money. It's for old people because we always like our parents and grandparents. Uh, but this political season, I think the word that will banty, be bantied about is called essential worker, which is kind of like rubbing salt in a wound if you cut hair or if you do nails or if you own a small grocery store where you couldn't afford to stay open or whether you uh, are a contractor and nobody wants to hire you. You know, basically, if you're a real worker, uh, in some cases, they do not call you essential. Now, others, of course, doctors and nurses and, and uh, folks that clean the hospitals and, and you know, work in the, in the respiratory. Uh, look, they're essential, but so are you. You know, you can go back weeks. And I said, guys, something is wrong. I don't know what exactly. And to this day, I still don't. I can tell you something is not right. I don't know what. I mean, listen, don't sneeze on me. Wear a mask. Fine. If you're sick, put a mask on. But when the hole in cotton is the size of a, you know, softball and the, and the virus size, right, is the size of a, of a golf ball, basically, right? When you're thinking of molecular level and viruses and the, the germs and all, why would you even wear a bandana or, or anything made of cotton unless it's really understood how to keep the germs out. And then you're telling me that all of this stuff is to keep us safe. Why? Because of a virus. All right, I gotcha. Then you understand you're not allowed to throw the gloves and the masks in the trash can because it's a a hazardous material. This hazmat system, we should have red, you know, those big red hospital trash bags. We should have them everywhere because you can't tell me that we need it to protect people and yet we can throw it away like it's a disposable mask when I use to, to go you know, gardening or something. You, you can't do that. It's either a legitimate mask for germ and, and virus protection, which means red trash bag, or it isn't. So I think what's happening is the, the, the folks that... that political that be in these situations kind of found themselves down a rat hole like the Michael Flynn investigation, right? Once you start something, you're like, uh-oh, I have to cover up the cover-up. And then I have to cover up the cover-up and I have to look like I'm doing something and see, let me point off to the left to make sure you see that there's something going on over there. Because here's my challenge with all this. Do I think there's a virus? Yes, of course. Do I think we should have shut down the entire economy? Maybe for a week or two. Right? We, could have, we could have absorbed a week or two and said, all right, let's get our handle. All right, let's, all right we got it. Woo. Nursing homes, prisons, that is uh, 50, 60, 70% of the infections in L.A. County are happening in the deaths. But when the media goes on TV and they're publicizing the amount of people that are, that are tested positive, do you understand how false that is? Because... They're just testing more people. Of course, you're going to get people positive. Now, when you think about this, you have to go through this process in your life and say, where is it that I'm getting two and three and four, uh, you know, options, choices for my pension life? Because you're going to ask yourself, should I stay in California? 
Should I move south? Should I have a part-time home here? Right? You're going to ha- ask yourself, I have two or three or four choices. Well, one of those is, how do they handle crises? <laughs> two is, how are they going to make sure that they pay for whatever benefits that they've promised? Because just between you and me, the state politicians, they don't have their primary residence in California when they retire. They don't. They want free tax money too. They might have a vacation home in Sacramento or in Orange County, but their primary residence might be Florida or, or Nevada or Texas, Arizona. Because for them, they see the writing on the wall. They know. the. But whenever anybody tries to stand up, you get beat. So you have to stand up in the form of a group. Here's a good example. I think the unions that bankrolled the campaign for Measure U, which was a half-cent sales tax for public safety, right? That was a big deal in Sacramento and other places. I don't think it was enough. Now, look, they should have told you, look, uh, excuse me, workers, here's what they should tell you right off the bat. We need to take from you so that a teacher that works eight and a half months out of the year can have a pension for the next 25 years. We need to take from you so a police officer who could retire at 55 years old or 50 years old can retire for the next 30 years. We need to take from you so a firefighter could do that or a city worker or the place at the bloated College of the Canyons. Great school, but let's talk about the budget that a public two-year university. You see, it runs rampant through all layers now, if you tell me the professor, they're great people, police officers, I love them. I have many close friends. I'm talking about the system. You understand the system can't hold these monies. So you have to start asking yourself, should we, if you're going to vote for it, that's, that's your business. I'm okay with that as long as it's clear. We need to take $15 a month from every single person so that we can put it into a bucket to pay for the pensions, if that's the number. Maybe it's $5, maybe it's $25. And if you sign on for that, you think it's a good deal, then go for it. What I don't like is they hide it. They play the game, right? The state of California will tell you it's the lottery. It's for the children that was going to solve all of our problems. And then they just replace the money, right? Some of you know this story. I'll I'll repeat it quickly. But let's say, for example, we're just going to use these for example, the education budget was $100 million and the lotto brought in 10. Instead of the budget for schools being $110 million, what they did is they, they lowered the budget from $100 million down to 90, maybe 91. And they took that money and they spent it somewhere else. Then they replaced what they just took out from with the lotto. And you got conned into voting for it because it's for the children. You see, that's where they get you. And I think if you're going to stay in California, you have to ask yourself, will California file bankruptcy in the next six to eight months or a year or two years? I don't know. I think if we were 50-50 before this crisis, I think now we're probably at 75 or 80% that we probably will. Now, it's just an observer. I'm just a guy with the calculator. My ear to the ground a little bit trying to figure things out. I just know that we couldn't even afford to pay our unemployment. I know that 
four days before, four business days before we filed this, the, you know, the Governor Newsom filed this state of California emergency, healthcare emergency, right? Remember a week earlier, they were saying two weeks, go out and play, disregard, it's not a big deal, don't worry, right? Go out to Chinatown, Nancy Pelosi, go, go. And then the federal appeals court. You see, President Trump's administration wins against sanctuary states, three to zero. It was the federal appeals court, so three judges. Not along partisan lines, three to zero, unanimous. That the, that the administration can withhold certain funds from sanctuary cities and states because they are not abiding by the law. Four days later, surprise, healthcare state of emergency. Can the federal government decline funds for a healthcare state of emergency? No, they cannot. And who filed the healthcare state of emergency first? The states that lost money, that would have lost, that lost the lawsuit. Illinois, California, New York, New Jersey, states that would have lost, tough luck. So do you think they're going to do the same kind of game where they shift money over? Yeah, they did it with the pensions, right? They took money from pensions to pay for other things and said, oh, there's so much there. We'll come back to that. I just think sooner or later, guys, somebody's going to have to pay this stuff. And I think until you figure it out, as a voter, right? I think you're you're going to see some problems. School districts, cities, counties under massive pressure. And in a nutshell, guys, this was 2018. How much more of a loss when the last three years of gains in the stock market were gone in just a couple of weeks? Three years gone. Where do you think the pension folks put your money? What do you think? Yep, some of it goes into the stock market. Some of it goes into the bond market. Some of it goes into real estate. So when they own shopping centers and people are not paying, when the California pension system owns you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and they're losing money, or the companies are losing money and they're not paying dividends, so that means... What was a a crisis two years ago, February 2018? Crisis. What is it today? I don't know. It's going to be called something worse, maybe eventually. I think there needs to be some sort of a solution that is not built around just this game of let's just keep borrowing money. Give you a list of some of them that are suffering. The city of San Fernando, surprise. San Gabriel, wow, that's a big, that's a rich city. Compton, uh, Maywood, Monrovia, Vernon, West Covina, and La Habra. Nice cities, good places to live, some of those places. I've been to most of them. They're some of the highest risk of default. So if you're a San Fernando police officer or city of Monrovia uh, government worker who worked for the parks, I don't know. Maybe your pension's at risk, right? Perhaps it's time for California to make some changes. I don't know. But you guys have to stay involved. Don't fall for these silly, it's for the children. We need a half cent sales tax increase again 
because this one is for old people. Ah, essential workers. And now everybody knows what PPE means. If you weren't in healthcare, you didn't know before. But now we're going to pass a bond measure and it's for the healthcare workers to buy more PPE. Oh, and ventilators, right? Everybody knows what a ventilator is. And, and we were finding out that people using CPAP machines were just as good. We're like, yeah, it's, my CPAP was it's working fine. So I don't know the story. I just know that you're going to end up with three or four options in the coming elections to either hold these state workers that have most of them have never held a job or certainly never held uh, the, the requirement to own a business, right? So when they come in, they are academics normally, right? Volunteers, they are uh, community organizers, right? And what they've done is they've put together this system of, of people that are all, uh, you know, read it in a book. I want people that have balanced budgets, that own companies. That's why when President Trump put together his cabinet, boy, was the left going nuts. Oh, these are business owners. These are rich people, your other rich friends. And he said, of course, I'm bringing in rich people. There's no company richer than the U.S. government. How else are you supposed to manage this many uh, uh, employees and, and businesses and dollars? Of course, you have to bring in somebody. Right. And I was with somebody recently and they said, well, yeah, President Trump should should release his income tax returns. I said, do you know what a Schedule E is? They said, what is that? I said, you know, how about a Schedule C? Uh, no. I said, you can't even understand your taxes and you think you're going to be able to understand the president's taxes? I mean, listen, I, I respect it if you want to you know, maybe release it or not. I don't know that. But you can't understand his taxes. You could barely understand yours, guys. And you think that if he releases his income taxes, that you're going to get a fair representation of whatever it is with a group that is a sworn enemy of the president, right? They, they don't just dislike him. They hate him. So that means when this person and others will say, oh, release your income taxes, the only way they will understand what's in them is through the filter of the partisan hacks at MSNBC or CNN. So they're not going to tell you the whole story. That's not their job. They can't even give the president a compliment when he does something right. And look, he does a lot of things wrong, guys. I, I'm not this blind-following uh, partisan. I think at the end, it's your pocketbook and your family. You have to think about that first. And when people just want to make you feel guilty for being successful or victim because you, you, you know, work, as a, work for a school district... Listen, I have family that worked for school districts. I have family that have worked in education, friends. But the secret is you work about eight and a half months out of the year. And that doesn't include your vacation time, which is about another two weeks or sick time or the normal holidays, right? Uh, look, it's not, you guys aren't bad, but understand all of us knew you weren't going to be rich being a teacher. All of us knew you weren't going to be rich being you know, a police officer. That's not the way it goes. When I joined the police department, it didn't say, and my whole financial dreams will come true. Right? All I have to do is promote to a sergeant. That's not how it works. It's public service first. So don't cheapen the reason that most people got in to the world of, uh, of service, right? Healthcare, education, 
law enforcement, firefighter. It isn't designed to make you upper middle class. Look, I I get it, but nobody made you join that career. I I know some of you are going to be upset. Some of you may not even listen again to to the show. Okay, that's fair. It's your right. But at least follow truth, logic, and then we can disagree. It's one of the greatest things I learned from Dennis Prager. Truth and logic, then we can disagree. Right? You don't have to think blue is better than green or up is better than down or right is better than... No, no, no. But just don't call blue green, right? Don't call red yellow. Don't, don't, don't be dishonest in the story. And when you do your math, today calculators are free on your cell phone. Do it. When they tell you 37 million people live in the state of California and 3,000 have passed away, and I, I feel horrible for those 3,000. But you understand, guys, that's not even 0.0001%. So watch it. Don't let them trick you. Stay with me. We'll be back in just a minute. We continue with the Total Financial Hour. I really want you to focus now because we're going to come up with some happy stuff where you can retire on $2,000 a month. We've got it when we come back. The Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Halaby on AM870, The Answer. Learn about financial power, the total Security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power. Total hey, welcome back to the show, the Total Financial Hour. Hey, thanks for staying with me. I'm Arif Halaby. Triple eight ninety nine retired. That's eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. Talking about your family's finances, getting out of debt, managing money, and believe it or not, being able to retire, plan to retire on the beach. With a reasonable income, $2,000 a month, is that possible? Well, I'm going to give you some of those places. Look, and I think you're going to be surprised. None of them are Southern California. <laughs> I, think, I think that's pretty common, right? I think also, though, what, what you want to do is understand how and when you can create this move. Like at what age? What, when should you leave? What does that look like? Because sometimes going near the beach might be just as good as being on the beach, right? Because I'm going to give you some of the United States uh, locations, but also around the world. You know, for a lot of people, look, when I first started in the financial world, a gentleman had come to me and he said, I said, when do you want to retire? He was in his uh, 30s, early 30s, if I remember right. And he said, "Um, Eric, I never plan on retiring. I said, well, what does that mean? He goes, I always plan on being semi-retired. I'm going to live my whole life as if I am semi-retired. I thought, oh, well, okay, well, what does that mean? And he said, well, I'm going to always work part-time. I'm going to spend half the year traveling. I'm never going to buy expensive things. And I want to experience life. I said, what about having kids or wife? Or He says, well, you know, that'll come if it comes. But other than that, it's not my dream. I thought, wow. You see, when the stock market crashed in 2000, a lot of you learned how dangerous the stock market was because you saw your mom and dad lose half of their financial wealth. When the 2008 and nine real estate crash came, your kids saw you lose your home and rental property. So now the kids have seen both. 
Stock market drop in half, people lose thousands, tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds. So it's up to you to really be somebody who, who shows your kids, I think, an example of what can work. Because there's a reason that young people don't trust real estate. That's why they rent. Many young people don't trust investing in the stock market. That's why they spend their money. They, real estate uh, is a secondary place. They need a place to live. But man, eating out, that's my primary objective every single day. Right? Experiences, going with friends. Okay, so I'm going to start with some beach towns here. We're going to kind of go backwards. But here's one where it's about $3,000 a month, $3,500 a month. Okay? Not bad. If you can live on forty-nine, forty to $49,000 a year, because the average American at 65 years of, old, uh, of age, everything, food, shelter, clothing, health care is about 49000 So where can you live? Mississippi. Now, right on the water. Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. You're going to get more for your money. You're going to be right on the water if you want. And here's what's important. It's a very tax-friendly state for those that are retired. For many of you, you think that the answer is, for a lot of people, you know, uh, I need to, to be next to the theater. Or I want to be next to airports. Those are great. Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, you're not too far from any of that stuff. Right? You're right next to, you're, you're close to Florida. You're close to Louisiana. You're really close to Alabama as well. I only know this because I happen to be there. I took a little road trip with my wife a couple years back. We had a good time. Okay, renting for less than $1,000 a month. How about something like this? Pensacola, Florida. You see, for a lot of people, Pensacola, Florida is a dream come true. Now, listen, you're in the panhandle, right on the water. You're going to get storms, of course. Afternoon rain in the summer, yep. But this gives you a chance to live on or by the water for a couple thousand dollars a month. I, I mean, that's your income, right? Especially if you can get into a, 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 a lower income housing units. There are plenty of those right on the water. But if you say, oh, Air, if I have a little bit more money, I want to be able to, to live large. I want to live comfortably, be the biggest fish in the smallest pond. Try Fort Pierce, Florida. It's roughly an hour north of Palm Beach. It's a great town. And here's what's important, I think. Housing for less than $152,000, you can buy a nice home. One that you might want to live in, you'd say, well, I want a similar caliber, 225 to 250 and that is a, a middle class, upper middle class. And then Corpus Christi, Texas. I told you I'd give you another one. That's Corpus Christi. Now, listen, there's some good places in Corpus Christi and some not so safe places. But you're in the state of Texas. What does that mean? No income tax, period. Doesn't matter where you earn your money. Retirement, withdrawal from your 401k, dividends, real estate, rental property. Doesn't matter, whatever, however. And there are plenty of beaches, quiet beaches and busy beaches and, you know, young people and, and uh, you know, older folks. I mean, whatever you want. A lot of options. So this is important because for many of you, you think that the answer is I have to work for the rest of my life before I could travel. I have to work for the rest of my life before I can be that person that enjoys whatever it is that you do. $2,000 a month. How about Cartagena, Cartagena Colombia? Now, for years, right, Colombia was the, the bad guy. Drugs and cocaine and the city and corruption and the Medellin cartel. Now the city of Medellin is beautiful. It's always been beautiful, but now it's beautiful and safe. Cartagena, Colombia. You know how many expats 
which means Americans live there? An enormous amount. Right on the water, Cartagena gives you what? Tropical Caribbean vacation every single day of your life for $1,800 a month. $1,800 a month. Now, here's what you do. It's very simple. You keep most of your money in a U.S. bank. You keep it in an American bank where it's safe. You have FDIC insurance. And you transfer. Easy to do online. Transfer a certain amount, right? $2,000 a month, $5,000 a month. Keep a little bit in your bank account. Whatever it is the number the, the number is. What you're doing is you're, you're securing. So if there's a problem in the country with money, they're, right? They're, it's relatively stable. But you always have cash available. And then you're safe. The money's at, at, uh, back in the States. Why you do this in some place like Cartagena, Colombia, is because it's basically a Caribbean vacation every single day. Now, for some of you, you don't understand what an expat community is. Let me explain it. You have former uh, American residents, Australian, South African, and Can- Canadian and some Brits, basically. That probably makes up, I don't know the number, 90% of the folks that live in these English-speaking communities. Just like you would go down to little Saigon or you'd go down to Thailand, you know, little Thailand or, or whatever, right? Chinatown. And you have enclaves of people that speak that language to understand the culture. Well, there are just like that, except upper middle class areas or more of English speaking in a lot of foreign lands. And Colombia is one of them. Cartagena and Medellin both have very big. But here's an important part. For under $50 a month, you get comprehensive health insurance. Now, listen, don't think that you're getting the same care at Cedars-Sinai or Providence. Right, the care at Providence, just a guess, is I don't know, ten, twenty, five hundred times better, maybe. So if you're you're going to need your hip replaced or you're going to need some problems, you come to the United States for that. Right, those the, those things fixed, repaired, improved, you're coming here. All right, that's a big deal. But what about the day to day stuff, medications? Dental, very inexpensive, all right? How about this? Hoi An, Vietnam. <laughs> Wait a second. What, what, what did you just say? Simple, Vietnam. A lot of you are adventurous. You'll, you'll move to the Philippines. You'll move to Vietnam. You'll move to some places that you wouldn't normally think of because, well, number one, they speak English, not very well, not, not amazing, but it's a great place. 550 to $1,100 a month. $1,100 a month for everything, not, not just rent. And what it does is you understand for $300 a month you have rent, uh, you can have uh, help come and cook and clean, and they're very happy to do it because it's a job for them. They don't want to live on the government. Nobody wants to. They don't trust the government there. A lot of you guys here, a lot of us, right? We think the government is there to help over there. They're like, no, 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 no. We're good. Stay back. Was it Ronald Reagan? The worst word you can ever hear is, hi, I'm with the government and I'm here to help. It's like, "Uh, I don't know about that. Okay, here's another place. I've been to this country, but not to this city. Tagazut. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Morocco. Tagazut, Morocco. 
Now, some of the best food, besides Lebanese food, that's where my, my mom and, or my dad is from at least, and then they cook food that's probably the best ever is Lebanese food. But in Morocco, maybe the second best. Amazing food. And the people were super kind. $1,155 a month. That's the, for, okay, that's everything. You get a place to even have a co-working space if you want. You have a $400 a month. It, it comes with, for, for beachfront, home. For a few dollars more, you can have assistance, right? If, you need, if you're a senior and you need help. And then finally, I want to give you Bali. Now, some things in Bali are very expensive because everything has to be uh, imported. And many people look at Bali and, and as a vacation place and they say, well, it's beautiful. Well, of course, it's expensive because you're staying where? On the beach, in a resort, in a five-star resort. You're buying you know, lobster and, and shrimp right from the, the restaurants uh, at the hotel. You're going to spend more money. But if you were to now live like a local, $1,000 a month and you're living large. So I want you to think about this. Now, here's another place that I think is just beautiful. Right down the way, or I should say up the way, north of Dubrovnik, Croatia, is a little country called, a little town called Split. Split, just like it sounds, S-P-L-I-T, for $1,400 a month. It's a European country right on the water. Think French Riviera. Nice. Think Spanish Riviera, right? Large boats, beautiful people, sunshine 24-7 during, during the uh, summertime. And it's a seasonal thing, so people come and go. So in the summertime, there's certainly a lot more people. In the wintertime, people go back south. But this is a place where people come from all over Europe. And so you're going to have a real international flavor, but you can live for less than $1,400 a month. Remember, I mentioned that a lot of you will think that the answer must be that our, you know, our kids should be buying a house and getting married at 25 and having three children by the time they're 32. And that's a different world now. I'm not saying I agree with it, right? I have three children. Every parent wants to be a grandparent someday, but the right way, right? I don't want to have to... Uh, raise my grandchild, I want to be able to throw a football or, or ride a bike with them and not be 95 years old. So all of us are in that same situation. But what we want is for our kids to live the life that they're supposed to live, not what we're supposed to live. So that's very difficult. So when it comes to retiring and you're going to live or move, this is your retirement, the way you're supposed to live. Don't let your children tell you how to live in your retirement no more than they would expect you to tell them when to have kids or that they should move or don't marry her or be with him instead, right? The old adage, be a doctor, marry a doctor, be a lawyer, marry a lawyer. That was your financial success tips from your mom and dad. Here's a couple others I'll give you as we finish up. This is the Dominican Republic. Now, I think for many of you, the DR is what it's called, the Dominican Republic, it's a difficult place to get to. It's just a, it's a little longer, an extra flight. I don't think there's anything direct from Southern California to the DR. You're going to have to fly through, I don't know, Dallas or Miami or something. But 
It is beautiful, and the people are very nice. And it's simple to get a citizenship or to get a uh, residency. All you have to do is uh, retire there, show, show them that you have money. Solid expat, meaning there's a whole lot of uh, folks from the nationalities that I described to you. Remember, South Africa, there's an enormous pressure on the white residents there, right? There's massive amounts of of uh, confiscation and war and terrorism that's happening. So a lot of the residents that made money or had businesses in South Africa, they're leaving. They said, you know, this has been going on too long. I'm relocating. They're coming to the United States. They're coming to Great Britain or wherever they can live. So I want you to think about this because if you're going to move to an international destination, chances are pretty good you're going to get to know Canadians and British uh, folks and Australian and South African. We've seen it. And they create their own little enclave. Uh, They're still residents or even citizens of the country that they live. But there's an amazing opportunity for you to meet new people if that's part of your thing. Okay, here's another place. It's an island in Thailand. I'll give you just a, I think I'll give you a couple more because I want you to see this. For 2500 a month. Now you understand that with his social security and her social security, right? You actually have a building that overlooks the sea, uh, an apartment for 720 a month. So when I use these numbers, this is rental number. Because most likely you're not going to buy in that country. There's no reason to. Right? There's just not enough people. It's pushing the prices of the houses up. So it's not as if you can buy it for 400000 and sell it in 10 years for 700000 Probably not. You'll rent for seven twenty a month. And in 10 years, the rents will be seven ninety a month or something. Right? So you're not going to see the same kind of movements in rents. It's just there's not enough people there. So I, I like the idea of living in some of the foreign lands. And maybe you only do it six months out of the year, four months out of the year. And then you go to a different place, right? The most expensive part of the story is you're going to be the airline ticket. Because if it's $2,500 a month to live in Thailand and you have his and her social security checks, you have retirement accounts that we're managing in the sense that you're getting retirement income, reliable retirement income. You want to get away from this volatility. Right? If you're in a volatile scenario where the markets go up and down, you can't afford for your retirement account, your, your income to go up and down. Right? It's not like, oh, this month I made 5000 Oh, next month I make two. Next month I You can't afford to live that way. You have bills and expenses. And believe it or not, more important than all of this is peace of mind. You have worked hard for your money. This is the time to enjoy it, whether it's retiring overseas or in the Gulf Coast or staying right here in Southern California. You just have to plan and prepare and having reliable retirement income that it can never be taken away by the government, it can never be taken away by uh, the, the, the market going up and down and the craziness. I was going to use a, a word that some of these folks that, you know, prey on those that are saving and investing and planning, right? We've seen a lot of people look at Spain, the south coast of Spain and Portugal, I love both of those places. In fact, I was supposed to be there in a few days. It's all been canceled. We were going there for a wedding. So that's too bad. 
but they pushed it off for another year. They said, oh, we want to do it the right way. We're going to do it next year or so. It's a beautiful place, beautiful people, but back to the same thing. It's an international destination. It's a great place to be. You'll be around lots of uh, locals, of course, but also a lot of international people. Another island out in the middle of the Caribbean. This is kind of fun. Look, when I, when I think of Grenada, right, immediately you think back to Ronald Reagan and there was a medical school there and some medical students were noticing that uh, Fidel Castro's troops were starting to come through the country and they were establishing uh, a base out of, off uh, the outskirts of town and really beginning in some respects to, to institute a coup. So Ronald Reagan came in full speed ahead. Listen, it was a great uh, practice, if you will, for the military because all sorts of things were a mess. And the inability to fix the military overnight uh, was evident because although President Reagan came in as a fan of the military, to see how bad things were as far as communications and logistics, we saw that in Grenada. We saw how the U.S. government messed up a lot. The military messed up a lot, but they still completed the mission. Even with substandard equipment, even with uh, the lack of integration between the the different uh, services, right? Navy and and Army, etc. They still pulled off an amazing victory. That goes to leadership. It goes to the type of American that would join the military, right? You guys understand that these are some amazing people who call themselves veterans. And that really led to the next level of military growth and, and I think support and readiness that we have today. But back to something that's pretty important. What do you see? Well, St. George's Grenada, for about $2,000 a month, you are right there, right in the water. There's some nightlife. There's ocean. There's uh, fishing, surfing. Now, look, you're going to be in storms. So I I think part of this is I want you to sit down with your spouse and say, you know what? We've been working for home from home or we've been declared, you know, non-essential. What is retirement going to look like for me? Right. What matters to me? What do I, what do I want to spend my time doing? Because you've already cleaned out the closets, right? I went for a wife, uh, a wife. I went for a walk with my wife uh, the other day. And uh, it was trash day and we took a look out and you see people, just boxes of stuff. It's as if it was spring cleaning day as people have gone through their closets, their garages and just gone through. Okay, great. That's a good opportunity. And when you, when people retire, they often say that they say, well, what, whew, first I'm going to get that, fix the fence in the backyard. Okay. And then I'm going to sit around and I've got to work on, okay, got it. Okay. Now that's 15 minutes later. Well, what are you going to do for the rest of retirement? So you need entertainment, friends, influence in other people's lives, and relevance, right? Friends, family, entertainment, influence, and relevance. Because if you don't have that, then what do you have? It's called existing, right? You and your family spend time together. You guys have an opportunity to know each other, to know stories, uh, right, the, the, the idea of having an, an involved family into what we're doing for fun makes a big difference because they all know each other. But you can create friendships. But what about relevance? 
If you don't have relevance in retirement, that means nobody's waiting for you. That means you don't matter. And you do matter, right? Because retire if, if you just think the answer is to get up and, and how much can I consume today, if that's the answer to retirement, then it's going to be pretty depressing, both literally and figuratively. Because the only thing that you do is what? About what I can buy and what other box I can store on top of the other box. So retirement, whether you say, I'm going to spend four months a year in some of these places that Arif has outlined, right? I'm going to spend three months a year of what some of these places that Arif has talked about, and then three months in a different place. I'm going to travel the country with an RV and just meet new friends. That's fantastic. Look, Total Financial Solutions and TFS Financial Insurance Services, we are about helping you live in retirement, not exist in retirement. Big difference. You might say, well, my pension, my income is only $4,000 a month. Great. You can live on half of that in most of these places. Arif, uh, my, the, I, I need 25000 a month to live or I can't live the way I want to live. Great. We can build a plan that's built around re- reliable retirement income. You can find ways if you have uh, the, the, uh, the pieces of the puzzle, we can build it. But here's what's important. When you come to me, we'll tell you the truth. We don't have a fee. There's no charge. We always are paid by the profits of the companies we work with. You understand there's always a profit. I don't care if you're buying a grocery store item. The grocery store is going to make a dollar on that or whatever. Why? Because they have to pay their electric bill, their property taxes. They have to pay their employees and the insurances. So we know that if you buy something for a dollar, that they probably have a profit of some sort of you know, dollar, 30 cents. I don't know. So there's a profit in everything that we buy. The financial products that we work with, it's the same thing. But we've chosen to take that as payment in full. We're not charging a fee. There's no monthly fee or quarterly fee or annual fee. Now, if you cancel early, just like a CD, right? Cancel that financial product early. What do you pay? A fee or a fine or a penalty. So we can keep that from happening, build it and structure an amazing opportunity for you. At 888-99-RETIRE, that's 888-997-3847, 888-99-RETIRE. I'm Eric Hallaby on the Total Financial Hour. TFS Financial Insurance Services on AM870, The Answer. financial power.